Just Thinking with hosts Daryl Harrison and Virgil Walker, bringing you week-to-week cultural apologetics as well as social issues from a biblical worldview. This is Just Thinking. Let's think. We're back. Back at it again. Another edition of the Just Thinking Podcast. I'm Virgil Walker. All right, and I'm Daryl Harrison. What's up, listeners? Thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate it. Absolutely, man. We started out, man. I started out by by giving you a hard time, man, because tonight, as as the listeners who follow us well know, man, uh, we record on Monday evenings, and then and then it posts on Friday. This is this is the national championship, man. And, and I I was kind of giving you a hard time. I said, I know you got, I know you got a dog in the fight, man. So you know, yeah, I didn't, I, I don't, I didn't want to waste your time. I want to make sure we we jump yeah. in real fast, man. So yeah. how you, how you feeling, man? First of all, man, never say I didn't do anything for you. Okay. <laughs> I got the DVR on record as my Georgia Bulldogs mm-hmm. line up against mm-hmm. the Alabama Crimson Tide. This is National Championship Monday. Yeah. Go, dogs. But I got my priorities, man. I got no, my priorities. I, I, hey, I, I nothing gave it but, up. I gave it up for you, man. Nothing but respect, man. Nothing but respect. Yeah. I was. I was gonna postpone it, man, but you said you were ready to, nah, you were ready man, to roll. Nah. So. I'm ready to roll, man. The word before anything, man. Hey, I love it. Because what do we do here, man? What do we do here on the Just Thinking podcast? We apply biblical truth to the cultural, social, political, and theological issues in our world, and we don't care what else is going on on the calendar. Uh, when it's time to open up the Word of God, man, and and, and chop it up, that's what we do. No, that's I love it. I love it. I love thank it. God, no. hey, thank, thank God for DVRs, man. No doubt, man. No doubt. It's a <laughs> DVR is a common grace, man. Who who'd ever thought it? You know, common grace, man. You got it. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. Hey, listen, man. We're gonna be soon, man. Soon we will be. Uh, I know I'm headed to G3. Yeah. Uh, in in a, in a week and some change, man. Are, are you planning on being there? Yeah, I'm not going to be able to be there, man. I've had so many people ask me, man, if I'm going to be a G3. Oh. But, but but speaking of priorities, man, I got to pay the bills, man. I got oh. a project. There's a project launching on my job, on my day job. Okay. Multi-million dollar project. And gotcha. my team is int- intricately involved in that. And we may uh, actually be uh, on site working that weekend. So uh you know i'm sorry to everybody man to to, to you too brother especially man because you you and i probably work closer together than any of my other peeps that i probably would have had a chance to meet at g3 yeah, yeah. uh but yeah i'm not gonna be able to be there man unfortunately i gotta figure it out man I've, we've got to carve out some time figure out a way that, that we can connect man live and in the flesh man it'd be good just to just to hug your neck man and connect and uh and, yeah because i don't it think people it, realize man i don't think people realize you and i have never met Nope. In person. Nope. Nope. Not in person. Not in person. I will say this, Daryl, man. I was so drawn to you, brother, when uh, I first heard you uh, on the bar podcast. And uh, and, and I think Dwayne had mentioned uh, you to me. Big shout out to to Dwayne and uh, all the big. Oh, happy birthday to again, Dwayne. Yeah. Yeah. Happy celebrating. (laughs) (laughs) It's birthday month for him. It's birthday birthday month. month. Yeah. So no, I I first heard you on on that uh, on that uh, interview on that podcast, man. I was like, holy smoke! And uh, 
I thought I've got to one. I just there were so that 30 minute segment, man, was just almost like a teaser, man. I mean, it was just it was just enough to kind of whet your appetite. And then you're like, man, I really wanted some more. So I circled back on Dwayne and said, man, if, if I could if I can get another another round at the brother, man, I'd love to. And so that's kind of how how we got started, man. We just kind of got on the phone and. And, and got to roll and and uh, and it just flowed, man. It was just kind of a natural, natural thing. So, um, man, I yeah, enjoyed that seems, it. Uh, man, that spot, and I appreciate Dwayne, man, just reaching out to me, man. And definitely, he was the bridge between you and me getting together like this, uh, mm-hmm. because this is episode ten yeah. uh, tonight, man. They're going by fast, mm-hmm. but this is episode ten. And man, what was it, Verge? Maybe a couple weeks or two or three weeks before we record the first episode was probably the first time you and I ever interacted yeah. via yeah. social media. Period. I think yeah. we we were just exchanging messages on Facebook. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, you and I have never met in person, man. I don't know if folks re- realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So so if, if we can carve out some time here, man, while you guys are here for G three, and I can make it. Uh, you know, I'm just east of where you guys are going to be, man. So it'll be pretty convenient for me to get to you, bro. I will do everything in my power to make that a reality, man. Just Lord willing, we'll definitely, definitely connect and uh, dot the eye, cross the T, hug a neck and uh, and connect. We've got to at least get a, get a couple good pictures together, man, and hang out for a little bit. So yeah, because be we good. need to update the photos on the bar website anyway, Dwayne. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you make announcements, man, during during the podcast, man. <laughs> yeah, only only for Dwayne to hear them later. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. That's, that's what I like about this, because he'll only yeah. hear it once he once he's listening to it. Once he's listening it, to it, as he edits it, that's a that's a good yeah. thing. That's a good well listen, man. It's been a been a great, great week, a week, a great weekend. Uh getting a lot of good feedback, man, from from the podcasts that are going out, man, and uh seeing it being being shared and tweeted and just a lot of folks, man, who seem to be really enjoying and appreciating what what you know what we're doing, what you're doing uh with your blog, the things that you're writing, man. You had uh an interview out in uh out in California, man, on a on a yeah. uh can, can you t- tell tell the listeners, man, what that was like, what was what that was all about. Yeah, man. So I had an opportunity and uh, man, God is so good. He's opening doors, not just for me, man, but for us with respect to the exposure that the podcast is getting, uh, the exposure that my blog is getting. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I had an opportunity. I got reached out to uh, by some representatives of my new brother, uh, my new brother and friend, Frank Sontag, Mm S-O-N-T-A-G. Frank has a show. He has a podcast that he does live. I think it's Monday through Friday that Frank does this show on KKLA, which is 99.5 FM. It's a Christian radio station out in LA. And uh, so the uh, representatives of the show reached out to me and said, Hey, uh, you know, we came across your blog on hijacking evangelicalism. Yes. And uh, we would really like to talk to you about that. Can you come on the show? So this was a Tuesday uh, last week. And uh, they wanted to do the, the interview the following day, the following, mm-hmm. you know, that Wednesday. And, um, you know, with them being in L.A., I'm in Atlanta. It's a three hour time difference. Mm-hmm. I told them, no, can't do it Wednesday. Uh, primarily, though, because I have uh, I lead a men's Bible study on Wednesday nights. Mm-hmm. And uh, Frank Sontag's show in L.A. is on. 
from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern, 3 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific. Mm-hmm. But as from 6:30 to 7:30 Eastern, I'm I'm teaching a uh, and, and leading a uh, men's Bible study at my church. So mm-hmm. what we did was we scheduled it for the next day. We scheduled it for Thursday, and uh, you know normally I would like a little more time to prep. Uh, yeah. You know if if, if I'm going to be talking with someone, but we did it that Thursday, man. And originally I think the plan was to have me on for about 20 minutes. But man, we ended up staying on for the fir- the entire first hour of the show. Wow! Uh, talking through the blog article and then all the other dynamics that are involved in this current dialogue around uh, evangelicalism, mm-hmm. uh, specifically the uh, sort of compartmentalization of white evangelicalism under that larger evangelicalism umbrella. And the uh, the degree to which I think anyway, and this is the thesis that I came uh, with in the blog article, hijacking evangelicalism, that it is divisive. That mm-hmm. uh, and, 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 and the scriptural basis for that contention is Jesus's prayer in John seventeen, his high priestly prayer in John seventeen, verse twenty one, mm-hmm. where he prays to the Father that those who would believe in him would be one. Matter of fact, the verse reads that they all might be one mm-hmm. as you and I are one. Mm-hmm. So Frank and I were able to talk through, man, the, uh, the lack of oneness that, uh, that is, that, that, that is evident wow. uh, in the evangelical church today. Uh, and a lot of that is uh, the fruit of uh, the sort of adversarial ethnic, you know, divide that mm-hmm. exists mm-hmm. Um, under that whole social justice umbrella. Uh, so we were able to talk about that and uh, for a whole hour, man, and I, and I wow. had a blast, but it's just a real, real good opportunity to, to talk with Frank and, and those guys out at KKLA. I really appreciate mm-hmm. you guys and having me on. And uh, it was a great time, man. It's a great time. Oh, that's great. That's great, man. And, and, and as well, man, if you, I have, I have a, a, a couple questions. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to turn this into an interview, man. And I, and I know we just kind of go. Yeah. Well, but, you know how we do, man. We, we just roll with it, man. Just yeah. Ahead. I just, my question for you, like how, how do you, from a writing standpoint, I'm, I'm always intrigued, man, by, by what you do from a, from a writing standpoint, how do you come up with the, you know, some of the, some of the titles, I think a lot of, uh, I mean, a big part of, of, of getting, uh, capturing the attention of, uh, you know, the common person is, is how you, you know, what, what title you use, what, what, what kind of a process, man, do you go through when you're writing this stuff to kind of come up with that? Yeah. You know, V-Dub, that's an interesting question, man. And and folks might find this hard to believe, but when I'm writing uh, a, a piece for my blog, for me, the title is the hardest part of it. Mm-hmm. I struggle with what the title is. I mean, th- there's there's times when, as a writer, uh, you know, sometimes the, the content just kind of flows off your fingers, and your your fingers can't type enough because your brain is just so rapidly coming up with the thoughts that you want to articulate, right? And you can't type enough, and that's normally the case for me. I'll usually write out my my. Uh, my argument or, 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 or my, uh, my position, uh, on an issue, but the title is always the hardest for me, mm-hmm. but it wasn't the case with this one. Interesting. With this one on hijacking evangelicalism, I had the title right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the, uh, uh, the, the, 
the whole thing just kind of came together really, really quickly. I think I wrote the piece over a couple of days, uh, which is quick for me. Uh, and I, 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 it came out of, you know, what I'm seeing, at least from where I sit across the landscape, the social justice landscape, how the word evangelical, I, I couldn't come up with a better term to, to, to couch it in. It's being hijacked. And, and, and what does a hijacker do, Verge? A hijacker, by definition, takes something that is intended for one purpose right, and uses it for another purpose. Right, right. So I thought that definition applied to the argument that I was making in this particular blog article. People are, there's people who are hijacking the term evangelicalism and Mm -hmm. evangelical and using it for, to, to create a subjective accusatory judgmental condemnatory narrative that applies to an entire ecclesiastical group of people, namely white Christians. Yeah. White Christians. Yeah. Yeah. So that so that's where I was coming from uh in this piece and uh this has been one of my most popular pieces and when I say popular I don't necessarily mean from the standpoint of people agreeing with what I said mm-hmm. but from the standpoint of other Christian websites wanting to republish it yeah uh yeah. Folk, folks like you know the the Frank Sontag and the guys out at KKLA want to talk talk about it further mm-hmm. uh and things like that so uh, so, so that's kind of where that came from. But, but when I get an idea about writing something, I'm really patient with it. I, I, I've got to have conviction that what I'm about to write about is of the Holy spirit and not, not from me. Sure. Uh, so there are times when I can go, I think there was one span uh, where I probably went about four months between blog articles because the, the Lord just didn't give me anything to say, mm. um, you know. So, uh, but but in this case, uh, I I'd written let's see I'd written previously uh, the piece on um, Big Bang racism. Yeah. Uh, so I I think hijacking evangelicalism came out maybe a couple weeks after I written Big Bang racism. Mm-hmm. So my last two or three pieces have come out pretty rapidly and I'm already kind of getting some juices flowing about what my next article is going to be about. I'm thinking about writing on unity within the body Hmm. Uh, uh, in spite of our differences, in spite of our political differences, in spite of our ideological differences. Again, just focusing in on Jesus's words in John 17, that's really kind of still a burden for me in, in a good way is to write something on the unity within the body using Jesus's own words to his father, that we would all be one be emphasis one, on all would be all. one. Yeah. Would be one. So, so that's kind of where I'm going with, with what maybe my next idea, who knows whether it'll be, uh, come, you know, come to fruition or not. But I, I usually just wait, man, to see if the Holy Spirit gives me something that I'm really convicted about, about writing, and then I'll go with that. But if I'm not hearing from him, I won't write a single syllable. I will not. That's good. Well, man, since since this podcast is on the basis of what 
you know, the, of, of the blog and, and uh, what you're writing there. I think it's important for people to know and kind of understand what what the process is that you're involved in and, and what you're what you're walking through. And I, I personally I'm excited a to be connected uh, to it, even 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 as as the wingman, man, I really enjoy talking with you, chopping this up. And, and, and because of the fact that I really believe I truly believe that what you're sharing comes from a perspective that first of all is biblical. I wouldn't be here if I didn't believe that to be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, se- secondly, that interestingly enough, in um, in reform circles is is not it's not popular. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the the roster for things like Together for the Gospel, and uh, yep. there's there's a roster of of men whom I whom I have great respect for their their theological acumen, their mm-hmm. understanding of 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 theology beyond what you know what what I'm still in a process of growing in and learning. Yet, um, they they seem to hold uh, to more of a social justice warrior mentality mm-hmm. as it pertains to issues of race. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, it, and it's disappointing to see uh, it's it, it, it. Here's the other part of it, though. I also know and I'm familiar with great men and women of God uh, who don't hold to that idea, who right. don't seem to have a voice, whether they are uh, African-American or white. Um, you know, if they're white, they're just, you know, for the most part, we just kind of check them off. Well, they don't matter. They're just, you know, yeah. they're, they're, they're white evangelicals. They don't have a clue. Uh, mm-hmm. If if they're black, you know, we either Sambo them or Uncle Tom right. them or yeah. what have you in, in an effort to minimize what they would have to share. There was a there was a Facebook post and I cannot remember the brother's name who posted. He he put together a litany of, of folks that he'd love to have, uh, you know, that kind of kind of be a, a counter voice uh, at that event in, in an effort to say, hey, there's more there's more ideas around this issue of race that we need to be hearing. And, and, uh, and I was, I, I definitely knew your name should have been in the mix. I was honored to be a part of that, that, that mix of folks that, that, uh, that they thought would, would bring some light to, to, to the issue. I, I say all that again, to just reiterate, man. Um, I, I think what, what you're writing is, is of such great value. It's great to, to be able to have it in a space where people can go back and revisit the ideas uh, where they can go back and and walk back through your line of reasoning uh, and the argumentation and identify it as 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 biblical. So I just I just think that that's just the way to go, and I appreciate it. Well, Virg, I tell you, man, I sure appreciate your support, man. It's it's just a blessing to have brothers like you and sisters too, like you in my corner. Uh, but I think it's something interesting, man. You said, and I know we we've got a topic that we were going to tee up tonight, but speaking of letting the Holy Spirit guide us, let's, let's just let the Holy Spirit have his way on this, uh, mm-hmm. this episode here, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll just keep this conversation rolling. Uh, well, you mentioned that, you know, holding to a biblical worldview is not popular. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. And what's sad about that is now, right. We would expect the world to not be on board or be in alignment with uh, the biblical perspective that you know, that I couch my blog articles in that we couch mm-hmm. our conversation in with regards to this podcast, we would expect the world to have that response. Right. But uh, I'm going to go back to a question. Frank Sontag asked me when I was on the air with him at uh, on KKLA uh, last week, he asked mm-hmm. me, he says, Darryl, do you get a lot of flack from the stuff you write? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I answered him point blank. I said, absolutely. I do. Mm-hmm. And the flack I get 
99.9% of the time is from other black Christians who dis who, who I won't say they disagree. They're just angry mm. that I stick to an organic biblical worldview on these issues hmm. that I, I tell you what the scripture says and that's what the scripture says about right. it. Right. Uh, so let's take, for instance, my most recent piece, hijacking evangelicalism. Mm-hmm. So towards the end of the, uh, towards the end of the article, um, I, I made this comment, uh, just kind of wrapping it up a little bit. This is the this is the last paragraph in the article where I write this. As sinful as it is to discriminate against one of God's image bearers on the basis of his or her ethnicity, it is no less sinful to misconstrue or misapply an aspect of one's identity as a Christian to advance or promote a particular ideological narrative or agenda. Now, I think that's biblically accurate. Mm-hmm. To say that, mm-hmm. but there are those who will read this and then send me a nasty email, or they'll send, they'll, they'll write a nasty comment on the blog itself in response to the article because I happen to not fall in line with their social justice activism or their social justice warriorism mm-hmm. paradigm of the gospel. Mm. You see, I'm, I'm a. I'm a huge proponent of the sovereignty of God. I was talking with somebody the other day. We were talking about slavery, sure, uh, Afri- African slavery. There's, there's been other, believe it or not, folks. There's been other <laughs> ethnicities that have been enslaved, right, over, over the course of over the course of world history, right. But we we're talking about the uh, the African diaspora, the mm-hmm. uh, the uh, Mid Atlantic slave trade, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I brought, I made this comment uh, to this person. I said, you know, it's interesting how uh, even today, right? And, and I mentioned this in, in the blog piece on hijacking evangelicalism, how we have social justice advocates out there who want to blame all white evangelicals, all white Christians all of a sudden. Slave, slavery, it's the enslavement of blacks is all their fault now. Right. So it's exclusively their fault. Mm-hmm. But I thought it's interesting how we want to bring up and resurrect and re-prosecute the sinfulness of slavery, regardless of who was at fault. In this case, white evangelicals, but regardless of who, who was at fault, we want to resurrect those sins, re-prosecute those sins. But at the same time, we never bring into that conversation the fact that the God of the Bible, who these white evangelicals serve, was sovereign in allowing that slavery to take place to begin with. Mm-hmm. We never bring the sovereignty of God into the conversation. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that Isn't a great that point? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you never, answer me, brother. Have you ever been in a conversation with anybody who's a social justice activist or not? They bring up slavery, but it's one sided with respect to the humans that help propagate it or facilitate it. Right. Have you ever had anyone interject Christ with respect to his sovereign, him sovereignly? And providentially allowing that to occur, <laughs> not at all. They can they they do it. Interestingly enough, they can they can unpack with with theological precision why God would allow the Jews, uh, the, mm-hmm. the Hebrews, to mm-hmm. be enslaved in mm-hmm. in you know in Egypt. 
Um, and, and, and the, what God was, was doing, separating them as a people. And I mean, just eloquently, mm-hmm. uh, God's sovereignty in that, but man, I'm telling you, it's, it, they, they, they become lightheaded with regard mm-hmm. to the issue of sovereignty yeah. in our yeah. current day. See, when you bring the issue of, so- of the sovereignty of God, when you, when you interject that doctrine into the conversation, that's problematic to a lot of, uh, black social justice Christians, especially not exclusively, but especially I would think that that would be problematic for them because then that makes slavery a part of God's plan. Mm. It's not man's plan anymore. It's part of God's plan. Yeah. What do you do with that? What do you do do with that? What what do you do with that? When you, when you, when you simply want to look at uh, a, a, a race that you believe is, is evil uh, and has subjugated you, uh, and 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 God's nowhere to be found. Right. Uh, God, God's no God's nowhere able. Even here's the crazy part: God's not even able to redeem any of that. Right. Uh, you right. you as a social justice warrior are now responsible right. uh, for for redemption. Right. And I make that point. I mean, I've written man. I think the my last six blog articles have been on the matter of social justice in one degree or another, one topic or another. And uh, one of the most recent ones I did was a piece called, and, and your comment just touched on this, uh, seeking a social savior. Yeah. So man, you made a great point just now, Verge, that African slavery is unredemptive. Mm. You see, so with respect to um, e- even to the extent that white evangelicals, you know, their uh, their uh, their ancestors or not ancestors, but those who went before this current generation mm-hmm. to whatever degree they were participatory in the propagation of slavery. Mm-hmm. OK. If they were saved, if they were genuinely born again, if their hearts were genuinely, genuinely regenerative, regenerated, okay, does the atonement suffice for their sins or not? <laughs> it should be sufficient, man. That's a, that's a yes or no question. Yeah, absolutely. But to your point, though, it's not a yes or no question to this current generation. No. Because you are exactly right. There's a generation today that is looking to, um, shall we say, put something, put someone else up on the cross. No, absolutely. In, fa- in fact, current generation must atone for the sins of their fathers. Right. Right. I have a, I have a little slogan when I, when I talk to people, uh, when I'm counseling people in relationships and whatnot. And I told them, you should never let, don't, don't make your current mate pay for the sins of their predecessor. Sure. You know, so, and it's the same thing here, but we don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear that the atonement of Christ was sufficient even for past sins. And see, I I make this point in the uh, hijacking evangelical article, because that's what this this generation of social justice advocates is doing within the church. Mm-hmm. They want to resurrect past sins. They yes. want to resurrect and, and re-prosecute yeah. 
past sins. And that's what I well, that's what I mean when I say they want to hang somebody else on the cross. They want right. to crucify somebody else because in their selfishness and in their greed and in their uh forgetting about their own sinfulness that they've been forgiven. Mm. They don't want to forgive anyone. Now, now listen, here's here's how this to me doesn't make sense. It makes doesn't make sense on so many levels, but here's another one. What, how, how could any? How could you? I mean, you in general. How could you have the temerity to demand that someone else pay for a sin that not only have they not committed, right? Nam- namely, slavery. They didn't. They haven't committed that sin. Number one. But then number two, you've never been a slave, right? But yeah, you're up here talking about. Man, they 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 owe us for slavery. Us. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But and you know what, Ver? You see, brothers like me and you, we're always excluded from that clique. It is this is a very cliquish yes. uh, uh, uh perspective. This is a very cliquish crew. Yes. When 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 I'm talking about specifically black social justice Christians, this is a very cliquish crew. When they know you could listen, and here's where the partitioning comes in. And I talk about this in the blog article. There's a degree of partitioning that comes into play here in that there's black social justice Christians out there who will uh, let you come only so close. But then once they realize that you don't subscribe to that same agenda that they do. Right. They'll cut you off, bro. Right. Right. I'm not going to name names. But I can tell you right now, there are, and, and, and to God be the glory, man, there are all kind of Christian websites that republish my blog articles. I've had them republished oh, on several sites. That's great. But I can also name you some sites that they won't republish them. Mm, mm-hmm. They will not give me a platform on their websites, and they know this be, only because I don't walk that same social justice tightrope with them, man. I just don't. Right, right. But they, you know, they want to make it punitive and they'll ostracize people like me and you. But but I'm I'm cool with that. It's just that it's a reality that's unspoken. Mm. Right. So, you know, all I can say is this, I, you know. God has given us this platform man. this yeah. podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. The, 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 the blog as a platform. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to continue to write about these issues in the context of what the gospel says. And, you know, haters going to hate. Right. They're going to hate. There's nothing I can do about that. You know, I, I, w- I just want to encourage people, man. If, if you're, you know, if you're a fan of the podcast, if you're listening to, uh, to us, you know, on, on a regular basis, or maybe this is the first time you've heard us. And this is something that sounds way different from what you're hearing uh, out in the general, you know, in general populace, so to speak. I, I, I just want to encourage you in two ways. One is uh, to go and get more, uh, you know, from from JustThinking.me and uh, check out a uh, number of the articles and kind of what's being being laid there. And then go back. We we are we're uh, we, we're we're ten podcasts deep, you know, and so uh, which 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 is is relatively new. But go back and listen and and take a you know take your time walking through. The, the, the biblical reasoning, the biblical worldview, the gospel as, as it's being applied to 
the issues of our day, especially with regard to issues of race, to issues of, of you know, that, that where social justice advocates are, are, are trying to push the envelope and, 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 and weigh it for yourself. And if it resonates with you, if it, if it bears truth with you, man, be, begin sharing that with others. Begin telling other people. Uh, about uh, about us, about the podcast, about what we're doing, uh, because I, I I do think to the point that you made earlier, um, the, the platforms for the voice that you've provided, which I just believe is biblical truth, uh, man, are, are shrinking. Uh, and, 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 and to the point you made, uh, you know, uh, folks who have that point of view and and like you, I could, I could name some names. Those folks are ostracized. They're not the ones that are, that are asked to, you know, to the, to the big events, to the major events. And uh, I also want to encourage our, our Caucasian brothers and sisters, um, and stop being, stop being afraid, man. Stop being, stop being scared. Um, you know, long as, as long as you hold a to a biblical worldview to uh, the, the centrality of the gospel of Jesus Christ and, and, and have a passion for, for loving uh, your brother, man, truth is truth. Yes. And um, truth, truth doesn't care, you know, how much melanin you do or don't have in your skin. It, it, it's, it stands uh, in opposition uh, to, to anyone that's trying to lay claim that, that, that's, uh, that's, that's opposite it. You know, and so that, that that opposes it. And so I just I just want to encourage folks to, you know, they're hearing this, uh, that are on the on the uh, the podcast or are checking out the blog. Man, share this stuff. It needs to go far and wide. More people need to hear it. Uh, more people need to get confident in it. And we need to be equipped at how to uh, how to dismantle uh, th- those lines of reasoning that are more popular right now. Yeah, that's that's great stuff, Virgin. I appreciate you, man, saying all the things that you just said. Uh, you know, and, and to the listeners, as Virgin alluded to, this may be your first time listening to the podcast. So just let me give you a little bit more insight into you know how Virgin and I do what we do. Uh, we don't script any of this. Uh like Virgin alluded to earlier, we get together, we got a running schedule, a standing time where we get together eight o'clock Eastern on Monday nights. I may ping Verge that day, maybe a few hours before we record. I ping him a couple days early if I've got something to talk about. But like today, I only gave him like a couple hours heads up uh, about an article that I come across. We may not even get to that tonight, but I'm and I'm fine with that. It's my mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. So. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so That's right. I'm fine with that. But we we don't script any of this. Uh, we, we want to talk to you as if you guys were sitting in front of us right now. Mm. Uh, and, and that's how Virgin and I talk to each other. We, we, mm. we, 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 you know, he hits that record button and we just start, you know, we just roll with it. But these are issues that he and I care passionately about. Mm. But the genesis of that passion is our oneness in Christ. It's, it's that oneness in the Lord Jesus Christ, which we just talked about early on in this episode. When you look at Jesus' prayer, he prayed for you when he was in that uh, garden. He prayed for you mm-hmm. right before he was arrested, thrown into a sham trial, mm-hmm. found guilty, murdered on a cross. He prayed for those who would believe in him. He explicitly said in that prayer, he said, I don't pray for the world. But for those you have given me, 
for those who have believed in me that they, there's a qualifier, that they may be one. Mm. Not even Christ expects the church to be one with the world. Right. But he expects us to be one with one another. Amen. Amen. And, and man, to the point that you make, I, I don't see you, you evaluate the lines of thinking and reasoning uh, by, you know, by so-called evangelicals who hold to a social justice warrior worldview. I, I don't know how, 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 how do we reconcile? I mean, what's, what's the, what, what's since, since the gospel is not, is not sufficient for our reconciliation. Um, it, it's obviously requiring some other things, um, right, right. because it, 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 you know, if that were the case, then, then those of us who are in Christ, uh, to the point you make often would be reconciled brother to brother. Races don't reconcile. You made that, that statement clear. Races don't reconcile. People do. Um, and, and if that, and if the gospel is, is insufficient, according to them, uh, to reconcile us one to another, what else is required? What else is needed? I mean, is it that, you know, that 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 our white brothers and sisters check their privilege? How how long is that a requirement? What does that look like? Is it ever sufficient? I mean, you, you know, what I mean, when, when you begin to go down the, the 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 line of reasoning and 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 eventually land at where they believe we need to be, what is what does that ever even look like? You know, yeah, we, man, you you man, you're asking some good questions, Verge. You do are we ever, nailing it, man. Do we do ever do we ever get do we ever get to a, a to, again? You use the word nirvana. Do do we do we ever land at that point? You know. See, that's that's one of the frustrating things about all this because we're talking about professing Christians, mm. right? And what you're really narrow, narrowing it down to, I call it a, a sort of ethno gnosticism, mm-hmm. where you've got to augment Christ, Christ's atonement with something else, mm-hmm. you see. And only this, only just like the Gnostics of, uh, of, the, of the apostles there, the first century church, just like the Gnostics then, what's needed to augment that is only known now by a certain special inner circle, mm-hmm. you see. Mm-hmm. So where I get a lot of pushback, again, going back to the doctrine of the sovereignty of God, is that, it's it's as if there's sort of a uh, social justice missiology being uh, preached, whereby the 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 gospel uh, will prove effective as the culture. How do I want to say this? The culture adopts and applies this idea of justice equal everywhere in every situation. Mm. But I think where, where, you know, my, my counter to that, my argument would be, have you forgotten that, that, that Christ died to redeem a sinful world? He didn't die to make a sinful world better behaved. Mm. That's not why Christ died. He didn't die so we could learn how to see. There were already religions on the, in, in the world before Christianity that was, you know, teaching people to treat one another better. Right. There were already religions around that did that. Okay. Christianity is different. This is not a behavioral, uh, 
modification, uh, yeah. Modification yeah. Uh, uh, faith. No, this is not where you get better. This is where you get made new. But people seem to forget Christ died for sins. Mm-hmm. Paul says that in First Timothy is a trustworthy statement that Christ came into this world to die for sinners. And there will always be sin until Christ comes again. Perfect justice will never be a reality, regardless of your efforts to pursue it. It will mm-hmm. forever be out of reach in this world. This is why I love texts like Second Peter three thirteen, Second Peter three thirteen, which, which points us, in my opinion, back to where our focus truly ought to be. Perfect justice is not going to be a reality in this world. Why? Because this world is still full of sinners. Mm-hmm. Listen to Second Peter three thirteen. I love this text. Peter writes this. He says, "But according to His promise." We, that is believers, the church, we are looking for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Mm. It will only be in the new heaven and the new earth that righteousness will be a moment by moment, day by day reality. Because we will be in the presence of God, we'll be in the presence of perfect holiness, we will be perfectly holy. And it is only in that schema, mm-hmm. perfect justice is going to prevail. And, and we need to remember, th- this is just a basic tenet of the gospel. Amen. The gospel saves sinners. We live in yes. a world of sinners. There will always yes. be injustice. Yes. So don't divide ethnically when you see an injustice being carried out. Matter of fact, you should expect it. Right. You should expect injustice until, as Peter wrote, we are in the new heavens and the new earth. Yes. Until then, that's how it's supposed to be. And all of that should cause you to look forward to two things. One, to understand the need for the Savior, and two, to look forward to his coming. Exactly. Exactly mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Especially especially the latter. Absolutely. Especially the latter. Absolutely. So come, Absolutely. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. I mean, that, that, that should make you long for the return of Christ and, and the, the advent of this new heaven and this new earth where Peter says where righteousness dwells, mm. meaning it doesn't dwell here. That kind of righteousness doesn't dwell here. So, yes, we pray, we, we lament injustice. Yes, we do. But we don't let that divide us ethnically. Mm. We are all to be one as Christ prayed, and that is what we should be working toward. Man, uh, as, 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 as fervently as we work toward, for, for justice, we should be working for, towards unity as well. That's great. That's great, man. Well, definitely, definitely. I love everything you shared. I think that's a great place to land the plane, man. Time has a tendency to fly when you're having a good time, man. And uh, indeed, bro. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a great place to great, great place to land, man. Any anything as we wrap up this one, man, that you want to share uh, with the listeners, man? As we we kind of we 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 I'm, I'm gonna get you out of here, man. So you can go check out that that UGA, man, and watch them do their thing tonight, man. Hopefully, hopefully they man. put it on Bama, man. Hopefully they do it. I'm I'm. I'm so chill about UGA right now, man. I got a good feeling about the game, man. I'm probably going to yeah. wrap this up and not even go watch it yet, man. I'm, all right. I'm all so right. chill about this. I'm going to just let UGA <laughs> do that thing. And uh, I'm going to let them do that thing, man. The city is lit up this yeah. week, man. We're we good to go. And, yeah. uh, Virg, have you, ever, have you ever been to ATL? 
I, I have. I the, well, I've been to. There was. I, I, I came last year for for G three, and then I okay. came. Uh, man, it was a, a couple of times when when uh, you know I was on some some business trips. We came in and traveled. I have never. I will say this, bro. Even though I was a G three, I have never been. I have. Ne- I'll say this. I've never been uh, in Atlanta. Uh, and, and had somebody kind of give me the give me the you know the rundown like hey this is what you need to know this is where you need right. to be from 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 have home you home. ever really been able to see the city when you've been here have you been able to see no. the whole city no no okay nope. we might have to get that we might have to get that done man uh, uh, let you see the city man I think you'll be really impressed but uh, but yeah man we're gonna uh, we're gonna go ahead and see what these dogs are gonna do man and uh, but man as always Verge. I appreciate you, brother. I love you, man. Hopefully we can connect at some point during G3, man, before you head back out to uh, Omaha. I'll make it. I, again, Lord willing, I'm going to do all I can to make it happen, man. All right, bro. Love you, man. Love you, Doc. All right, y'all. Just wanted to let you guys know to tune in with us next time. Looking forward to connecting with you. Check out the blog. Check out the podcast. Share it with a friend. Uh, Get on justthinking.me and share that information. God bless. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to Just Thinking, a podcast brought to you by The Bar Podcast Network. You can find all of Just Thinking episodes at www.thebarpodcast.com. Tune in next week to another edition of Just Thinking, and remember, let's think.